here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. Jason Liu again for another episode of The Business of Feeling Good. And today, uh, inspiration actually struck from an unlikely source. Um, so Friday nights, um, kind of one of the rare nights that we'll sit down. And sometimes actually I will sit down and watch TV with my daughter. Um, so it's not a big screen time in our house. But uh, Friday night, uh, we kind of felt like absolutely doing nothing. And so we plopped down from the TV. So our favorite show, my daughter and I, who's seven, uh, her favorite show right now to watch with me um, has got to be British Baking Show. Um, so it's very wholesome. It's very um, watching contestants help one another. But we've gone through all the episodes and rewatched them so often. So anyways, uh, we were actually getting going through, I think, Amazon Prime. And uh, we stumbled across kind of the new iteration of Project Runway, which I think is called Making the Cuts, like Tim Gunn and uh, Heidi and uh, they've got contestants that uh, make clothes and anyway so we're watching the show my daughter really likes the kind of the dresses and the kind of drama that comes along with making dresses and uh, one of the judges on this show who is just I mean just ruthless kind of in the best of ways is Naomi Campbell and she's on there giving sometimes the most blunt feedback you can get and the comment kind of came through, which I thought was so powerful, um, was that she had a designer and there was someone that had created a, an outfit and a look that wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad look. It was not poorly constructed, but there was this look and she literally looked at it and she's like, I have no clue who your customer is. Like, I have no clue who this was made for. And then the next person to come down the runway, the next collection that came down the runway was this very sophisticated, had an attitude, had makeup, had look, had hair. And she's like, I know exactly who's going to wear that. She's like, it may not be me, but I know exactly who was going to wear that. I know the lady, I know her background, I know how much money she makes. I know the kind of circle she hangs out in. I know the, the, you know, the type of uh, social um, restaurants that she's going to attend to, the balls that she's going to attend to based on how that look comes together. And I was like, wow. I was like, I, I, I think it's become a bit more cliche because we're always talking about ideal customer. We're always talking about who is your target audience? Who are you selling to? Right to one person. But it's so true. And I think that that lesson keeps coming back. But it's also a lesson that I learned really early on because in network marketing, um, and I think network marketing, by the way, is such a great entry level into entrepreneurship. And I spent 19 years there. But I can remember when I first got started network marketing, it was a lot of anyone that'll buy, <laughs> anyone that will buy my product. Like I want that person, even if they're here for like 30 days, like I, I just want anyone to buy my product right now. And you'll do anything and everything to get a customer, which is not a bad thing because you have to go through that experience. Like every person has to go hustle and be hungry and go try to make a sale and feel uncomfortable and, and get on the phone and you know reach out to people. And that's, that's, I think, a rite of passage. It's a really good cutting of your teeth in the industry. 
But I can remember sitting in a room one day, and I shouldn't say sitting, but I was sitting in the back of the room about to go up on stage to give a presentation, probably about 50, 60 people. And I remember being in the room and one of one of the people that, um, we call him sideline, but one of the people that I didn't work with directly kind of just nudged me. And he said, who are you talking to today? I was like, what? I was like, he's like, who are you talking to? I was like, I don't know the audience, right? He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, look out there. He's like, if you could pick just one person to get into your business today, to have them join your organization or your team, who would it be? And there was this incredibly, I mean, they stood out like above everyone else, well-dressed, well-put-together, well-spoken, tall, good-looking, um, you know, probably in their early 50s couple. And I was like, them, I want them. He's like, good. He's like, why don't you just make the entire presentation about them? Do you know what they do? I was like, yeah, they're in the military. I was like, okay, what else do you know about them? They got grandkids? Okay. He's like, what else do you know? Mm, they don't know what they're going to do post-career. He's like, cool. He's like, with those three bits of information, you can write an entire presentation. I said, he's like, I want you to tr- tweak your entire presentation just for that couple right there. And it was mind-blowing. So I changed the entire presentation in my head. Like I knew the presentation by heart, but I made it about spending time with your grandchildren. I made it about imagine taking that trip to Disneyland. I made it about um, why people in the military um, do so well in direct sales and network marketing. And at the end of the presentation, the couple walked up to me and they're like, it really felt like you were talking directly to us. I was like, oh, really? I was like, oh man, wow. But it was this light bulb moment. I'm like, you're telling me that I get to choose who gets to be in my business? Like, I know that sounds very common sense now, but it was mind blowing. (laughs) You mean like, I don't have to deal with the drama or the people that can't afford to buy the product or the people that um, I have to convince over and over and over again to do work. Like I get to choose the people I get to work with based on the message I put out. And that was such a big moment because from that point forward, I started writing presentations and writing um, sales letters. And I started writing content based on who I want it. And I think so often we, in our mind, when it comes to relationships, we have an ideal, like, um, like we have an ideal partner or, or spouse or someone that we want to um, have in our life. Yet so often we don't have that laundry list when it comes to who we want to partner with and who we want to spend time with when it comes to business. And now that I am somewhat transitioning into a space where I'm helping entrepreneurs, not just in network marketing, but outside of network marketing now, build audiences, um, build profitable courses, a lot of my clients, um, and I somewhat fell into it, I'm coaching through, like, who exactly are you talking to? And I had to redefine for myself, who exactly am I talking to? And it's been an ongoing process. And that lesson felt like it just kind of came back up to the surface um, after watching Naomi Campbell just rip into a designer because she's like, I don't know who this is for. And I think the same can be said if you hold up your messaging or hold up your business to your ideal customer, is it easy identif- is it easily identifiable? Like, can you know right off the bat that your business is for that person? Or I think so often because we're human beings and we want to be liked and we want to be loved and we want to help everybody that it doesn't take a stand. It's not polarizing enough. 
You need to be able to create a business, or at least I believe so, that says this is exactly who it is and this is exactly who it's not for. And if you don't have that distinction, you don't really have a business. So um, anyways, unlikely source, um, random bit of reality TV that ended up inspiring me to think again about who I'm communicating to. But uh, hopefully it's something that you've got nailed down and locked in. But if you don't, if you don't have that ideal client, if you don't have that person that um, you are speaking to and you are creating a message around, that'd be a good time, right? Good time to really dive into it. If you want further information on this, you can always reach out to me. Um, you can find me on Instagram and just say, hey, you know, how do I nail down my ideal client? And we've got resources for you that we can send your way. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know today was short, uh, but it was something I just wanted to dive into. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.